this is the age of warnings. You, know, you have, you have your, your legal disclaimers. So I want to give a, a, a legal disclaimer. If you remain, do not, rem do not blame me for what happens. Okay, do we have do we have any attorneys present? We have one. Okay, this is a legal disclaimer. I, I've said this publicly, haven't I? And also, do not blame your pastor or the elders. Um, I've, I've had an interesting journey. Um, believe it or not, uh, some of you have seen me this week. Uh, I I still am an American Baptist pastor. They have not got rid of me yet. I, every once in a while I check, I'm still on the list. And as an American Baptist pastor, this started with me in 1989. I did my first deliverance October the 7th on a Saturday, 1 o'clock p.m., 1989. And then in 1991, I started feeling things in my head. The Lord started training me in the gift of discernment with demons, and I started feeling angels, angels bringing messages. And it continues up to... Um, this very day where last week the Lord, now this is something brand new, um, the Lord brought two pillars. We actually had a prophetic word while it was happening from someone um, two hours away, said so there's something about two pillars. And the Lord actually brought two pillars and people walked through them. And so, but we're not going to do that because I don't understand that yet. Of course, I don't understand a lot of things I do either, but I don't let that stop me. I was um, starting to discern something new, and it was right here on this side, and it was like acid. Now, I, I can't explain other than that, but it felt just like acid, and I thought, man, what is this? And I, I feel evil here, so I knew it was not bad, but I didn't know what it was. Well, we had a, a young man who was, um, was there for ministry, and uh, he was at our house, and we have sort of a a U-shaped couch set up, and so he was sitting on one segment, I was sitting on the other, and he was sitting so he could look past me like this, and so he was looking past me, and all of a sudden he got this terrified look on his face. And I said, what is going on? He said, a door has just opened next to you on your left-hand side, and, and there is this horrible-looking creature looking at you. Well, that, that was not very exciting for me. I've been with this guy enough to know that he is very accurate and he sees clearly. And so I got my antennas up and I thought, well, I don't think this is bad, but I could feel incredible tingling on my head and this, this acid feeling here. And he said to me, he says, this, this creature looks like a box with a head on it. Thought, what in the world is that? And he's not happy with you. Well, that made me unhappy. So I thought, well, if he's good, and he's unhappy with me. And I said, so what am I supposed to do? And he said, well, there's some walls around you that need to come down. And so I said, well, get them down. So he took down the walls, and then the creature got happier, which made me happier. And then the creature, well, have we lost anybody here yet? I thought I'd check. I don't know, sometimes there's like a tilt and people fall off onto the floor and start crying. But this, this creature came through and started doing something to me and giving me an anointing. 
And I realized with my discernment, because I have felt this before, this is a spiritual force. Now, the Bible says we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces in heavenly places. So those are bad spiritual forces. Every time I do that, I get a buzz. We, we wrestle against bad spiritual forces, but there also are good spiritual forces. And the spiritual forces are in heavenly places. Now, how many places? More than one. They are in heavenly places. I believe the spiritual forces are interdimensional beings. They live in the dimensions. As we shared last week, science, and this will be the areas of physics, and also mathematicians have now proven pretty much through mathematical calculations that there has to be at least ten dimensions for superstring theory to work. Superstring theory is a, what's called in physics the theory of everything. It basically states that behind all matter is vibration. And there's little vibrating segments, and they are, they are so small, you cannot see them, but they know mathematically that they're there. That these dimensions are very, very close together, and I believe these beings live in the dimensions. So, okay, we'll just kind of put that on the burner, let that simmer just a little bit. Sometime in that same period of time, I started waking up at 10, 22, 11, 22, 12, 22, 1, 22, 2, 22, 3, 22. And pretty soon I said, I think I get it. There's something about 22, 22. And then I found this scripture, Isaiah 22, 22. Now I want you to... to, to so stay with me in your Bible, because when we do something later, you can't say to me this is unbiblical. Okay? Say yes, Paul. Thank you. And the key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder, so he shall open... And no one shall shut, and he shall shut, and no one shall open. I realize that what I am discerning, and it's not because of me, but, but so I can discern, I guess. But I am discerning a door. It's an open door. You're going to have the opportunity to go through it later tonight. And the interesting thing about this door is, is the door has a keyhole. And whether or not you know it or believe it, right now you have a key on your shoulder. Now this is so bizarre. They're not a Baptist, so how dangerous can this be? He has a key right here. It's a key in his shoulder. You have a key right there. You have two keys. Oh, aren't you special? Feel right there? This is, this is a very large key. Now, the very interesting thing is that you can shut things and they will never, ever be opened again. But this is some good news. This is especially for the high schoolers because, because you guys are going to start flying around later. You're going to open doors. You're going to open doors. And no one will be able to shut them on you. 
Feel that anointing? No one will be able to shut them. Because God is going to give you access to places in the heavenly places. Now, let's look over in Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he is true, he who has the key of David. There's the key again. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Look at this. See, I have set before you an open, what? Door. And no one can shut it, for you have little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you, because you have kept my command. Look, this is key, to persevere. In other words, there is something about you being here tonight to have the key to open the door because you have persevered. Now, let's just start looking through some scriptures. Look at Psalm 24, 7. Let's start, let's start with verse um, 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness, the world and all those who dwell therein. For he is founded upon the seas, established upon the waters. <clears throat> who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has a clean, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, he who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift up you, your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting what? Doors, that the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift, you, lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Look at Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet saying with me, speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. What is this door? I believe it's what we call, by we Star Trekkers, it's a portal. It's a portal. Some of you may have seen Stargate. Remember Stargate, there's that great scene, I just love that scene, when they, they first are going into the, the Stargate, and they put their hands, you ready to put their hands in the water? You're going to do that. You see, it's not just a, 
this is not just science fiction. This is spiritually true. And you actually, I will have you come and see if you can feel the door, because the door is right here. And you put your hands into it. Now, where does your hand go? It goes into a heavenly place, into a dimension. Now, the Bible says, if you turn to Ephesians chapter 4, let's do Ephesians chapter 1, excuse me. Ephesians chapter 1. Okay, I think I know where that is. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? But go down to verse 6 of chapter 2. And raised us up together and made us to sit, to, to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now there is that potential, and plus it is a reality that we are not here right now. We are to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now the difficulty is, is this is a choice that we can make. Some time ago, I, I preached on entering the rest of the Lord. And, and in, in Hebrews, we were told, you are to work hard to enter into his rest. And yet, we actually can feel yourself going up on an elevator, going up into the rest of the Lord. What happened? What happened? You are going into the heavenly places. Okay, let's look at some other scriptures. Look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. It's amazing how verses that I have memorized all of a sudden take on different meaning. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. You know, we have had this, this feeling that this is all after we die. I believe there's new revelation. The Lord says we can go now. We can go now into the heavenly places because there's stuff we need to get. The Apostle Paul in, in 1 Corinthians 2 says, I am tired of talking to you like carnal people because you are spiritual beings. And you can do spiritual things. And I want to tell you, these spiritual things are just as real as the, the physical things that we know how to do. <clears throat> I have a little Asian lady. She is a Swiss old lady. Her name is Mimi Lowe. And Mimi is from Toronto. Mimi has been several times with us. And, and Mimi is so funny because when the angels come, she starts doing this. This is how she prophesies. It's like this. And she starts prophesying. And... We were in our family room, and Mimi was there, and all of a sudden, a door opened up, and I said, Mimi, I think you're supposed to walk through. So she walked through the door, and she started prophesying. And she got a message, and she said several things. Two things that she said was, one, you're going to receive $10,000. Well, I confirmed that word. <laughs> and then she says, then she gave me a, a much larger number, within 20 Four hours, I had $10,000 in my hand. And I thought, 
Wow, this works. You know what she says? All the time at night, the Lord wakes her up and she's walking through doors. This is happening all over the place. As people are walking through these doors, we, we had a tent at Aslan's place and we had the door show up. The next Sunday in Bakersfield, the door showed up with the people that were at the tent and people were walking through the door there. It's an amazing thing that's going on. God is getting ready for something magnificent. And he wants to prepare us. Now, here's another interesting passage. Psalm 24, 7. Oh, I already did that one. I'm sorry. Um, let's look at Matthew 7, 7 and 8. It was close to the first time I started talking publicly about this. In the middle of the night, I woke up with this verse on my mind. And, and I was shocked, because I had memorized this verse. And all of a sudden, the verse had new meaning. Here it is. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now, let's let that settle in. Knock. And the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open to him. Look at Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah 45, another very familiar passage. Isaiah 45, 1. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him, and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors. Oh, yes. So that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I am the Lord who call, calls you by your name and the God of Israel. Notice this, this, that there are treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret what? Secret Places, which brings me to John fourteen two. John fourteen two. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now this is a verse verses that I often use at a funeral. As a promise of the by and by. But you know what? It's about the now and now. Not just the by and by. In my Father's house are many mansions. That is not what it says. In my Father's house are many what? Rooms or places. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place or a room for you. Now, we have had some interesting experiences as we've done this. 
And we have started mapping the rooms where people have gone. Now, I want to say right up front that when I go through the door, I do not see anything. Except the last time I did that, they, they carried me out feet first. And I went flying somewhere, but I, I don't see yet. And some of you may, if you walk through the door, you, you may not see anything. But I know that I go to places. I know that I know. In fact, I can't do that. My, my feet are like glued to the ground. One time I did this with a group of about 400 people. And they had to carry me to my room because my, my feet were plastered to the ground. So I know something is going on. Just like, let's take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Well, what, so what are some of these rooms you can go to? Possible rooms. The throne room. The room of wisdom. The room of understanding. The room of counsel, that's C-O-U-N-S-E-L. The room of might. The room of knowledge. The room of fear of the Lord. The room of prophecy. There's a room of body parts. There's a room of weapons. We've had, we've had some high schoolers go to these rooms, and they go and they get bazookas and, and tanks. One guy got a tank. You want a tank? Well, it's not up to me. There's room of healings. There's treasure rooms. There's a room of rest. There's a room where visions are. There's a deliverance room. There's a war room. There's a map room. There's a library. One uh, young man said that he went to this, this library. He walked through the door and he immediately went to the library. And he said, the Lord says, well, just look around. And so he's looking around at all these old books. And, and he says, well, Lord, what is it? All these old books and they have, they're all dusting. They look like no one has read them. And he says, this is all the information that I have for my church, but they have not bothered to get it. There's a council room, C-O-U-N-C-I-L. It's a meeting room. There's a treasury room. There's a wardrobe room. There's an art room where people go and get new understanding about art and new pictures and drawings. There's a room of music. People go into a music room and they get new music. There's a playroom where you just have fun. Pastor Linda likes that room. There's a garden with a room of refreshment. There's a basic training room. There's an infirmity. Infirmary, not infirmity. Infirmary. Thank you, Scott, for that question. There's a surgery room. Many times in doing deliverance, we'll feel ourselves going up, and we feel like someone has gone into a surgery room, and there are angels around doing surgery on them. It's most interesting. There's a recovery room. There's a room of weeping, or a room of tears. There's an uh, intercessory room. There's an armory. There's a room of joy. There's a swimming pool room. There's an Esther room, which is a preparation to meet the king. There's Camp David. There's a waiting room. There's a gym. There's a storehouse or a pantry. There's a room of worshiping. There's a room of crowning, where people receive crowns. There's a room of peace. 
There's rooms of languages. There's rooms of anointing. There's rooms of strategies. There's rooms where people get new hearts. It's very interesting. Some people have gone to these rooms and they get a new heart. There's a nursery. There's a birthing room. There's a room of divine revelations, a room of impartation. There's a room of equipping. One person went to a White House room. There's going to be a royal room of some sort, I guess. There's a wine cellar. The kids over here are a little bit too excited about that. Now, I know I'm in Tulsa, and I, but this, this is one of the funny things that somebody said. They said, I went to this room, and it, was, it had a big recliner, and the Lord said, just lay back there in my presence. And an angel came by with a drink with a little umbrella on it. I'm sure it was non-alcoholic. There's a furnace room. There's a working room where God works with a jackhammer. I don't know about that one. I don't want to go there. There's a stones of fire room. We've gone and walked amidst the stones of fire. There's a conception room. There's a preacher's room. There's a discernment room. There's a spiritual body parts room. There's a room to sit at Jesus' feet like Mary. There's a kitchen. And all the men said, Amen. There's a cupbearer's room. There's a room of offerings, a room of, a room of signs, miracles, and wonders. There's a family room with, with photographs, the generational issues. There's a sewing room. There's a room of favor, a room of fragrance, a room of wings. There's a seer room. And la last one we just received, uh, I prayed for a man and he went to the evangelism room. That's the room I want. The evangelism room. Or there are any number of possibilities. Now I have asked Kristen, Kristen, and also, did, do you have oh, maybe one or two that you know see in the Spirit? Because we just want, we want you to come and look around and tell us what you're seeing. Now, I work with many kids, and this is what I like is when a kid does not know and he says, I don't know. I like that. There is no pressure here to make things up. We do not want things made up. That is, that is not good. But we, we also want to recognize your gifting. So, Kristen, do you have someone? Now, what we're going to do is, uh, I'll just illustrate with uh, uh, Is there two of you? Mike, come over here. And uh, Pastor Linda, could you come or one of you hold a mic? Someone hold a mic. Okay, what's your name? Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan, why don't you stand right here. Now, first of all, you can come over here too. Now, you want to give me a, a high schooler or two? These are elementary students. Okay. Okay, come over here. I've never done this before. This should be fun. Yeah, give me a couple. Okay, why don't you come first of all and fill the door. It's right here. Okay, use your least dominant hand. So put your hand and just so you can fill the door. Right there. Okay, why don't you get the mic? 
So what do you feel? Um, I just feel like it's kind of denser there. That's right. Like now, density. look and see if you can see what the door looks like. Incidentally, everybody probably goes through a different door. Um, it's like, it's wooden and the top of it's round. So it's like, and, and then it has stone around it. Okay. It's like a stone frame. Now, the key, where is it? The key is right here. This is a big key. Okay. Now, can you see the key? No. Okay. Why don't you take the key and open the door and go through. And also, you can knock. It says, knock, and the door shall be open to you. You want to knock? I felt that. Okay. Now, here you go, Morgan. You get someone to, just to help me. I want you to walk through the door. Go, go slowly. Okay, you're walking through the door. Okay, just wait now. Okay, now Kristen, give him the mic. Just leave your eyes closed because I want you to look around where you are. Now, what I feel is I feel him going up. Now, Pastor Joel Linda, this is something new that's just happened to me today since, since the prayer time. I, some of you may tilt with this, but there's an eagle that sits on my shoulder, and it's really big. The eagle has been going crazy, and I believe I'm supposed to pray this, Lord, release the eagles. I think the eagles are going to carry you up. Oh, there you go. There they go. The eagles are carrying him up. Okay, now can you tell me what you're seeing? And you're not seeing anything, that's fine. Can you tell me what's happening to you? But I still feel you going up. So you might have that sensation of a fast elevator. Are you feeling that now? Like a fast elevator. Okay, let's just wait. Okay, now it's slowing down. Are you seeing anything yet? Um, now I see some angels. Okay, and what are they doing? Um, they're just kind of standing there, like they're kind of just like talking. Say, Lord, why have you bring, brought me here? Lord, why have you brought me here? There's an incredible anointing on him right now. What do you hear? Um, I hear to see and enjoy. Okay. I'm going to have you just walk over with him. And you can just sit down or lay down and just enjoy it, okay? Stay, stay in the place, okay? What's your name? Hi. Josiah, okay, Josiah, so you can fill the door. It's right here. Okay, this, this is not microwave, it's full. <laughs> right there. Okay, now close your eyes and see if you can see the door. It could be a different shape than what, what's his name? What Jonathan saw. I'm seeing pretty much just what he described. Okay. Now the key's right here on your shoulder. Take the key off. Okay. Put it in the door. Open it. Now open the door. 
doing a walk through. Now I can actually feel him. Now he's right on the threshold now. And now he's walking through. Now close your eyes and look around. Okay, you're going up. What are you feeling or seeing? Anything? It's hot. See what? It's hot. It's hot? Yeah, my feet are hot too. In fact, it's like there's rockets on the bottom of your feet. Yeah, my, I, my feet are burning. Okay, now you're going up real fast, like a rocket. Okay, what's happening now? My legs feel like they're being pushed up. Okay. Say, Lord, where are you taking me? Lord, where are you taking me? Lord, release the eagles. Is anything happening? to higher places. Okay, I want you to go over there and just keep on traveling. Okay. This is risky business. How old are you? Uh, ten. And what's your name? Josiah. Josiah. All oh, these names. <laughs> okay, you feel that right there? Go, tell me what it feels like. Hard. Hard. Now, can you see what it is? Yeah, it's a big gold door. Well, it's a gold door. So this is a different one. Okay. Now, the key is right here, Josiah. Take the key. Okay, knock on the door. I love faith. Oh, oh, this is anointed. Okay, open the door. Okay, open the door. Okay, and walk through. Oh! Okay, right there. Okay, you're going to going up. Just close your eyes and look. Okay, now as you see things, Josiah, you can just tell us, but don't make them up, but look around and tell me what you're seeing. Going like in a big cloud. Okay. Keep going up. <coughs> now what's happening? There's angels all around me. I can feel them. Say, Lord, where do you want to take me? Lord, where do you want to take me? Or something really hot just showed up. Feel that heat all of a sudden? Oh, my face. Yes. What is that? What's so hot?
Look around. Look around, Josiah, in the spirit, and see what you see. Well, around the angels, there's eagles around the angels. There's what? Eagles. Well, there's eagles? Say, Lord, what are the eagles here for? Lord, what are the eagles here for? What do you hear? Like birds chirping. The what? Chirping. Birds chirping. Okay, now why don't you stay there? I'm just going to sit down over there. Just don't go leave that place. What's your name? Joel. Joel? <laughs> this is a setup. <laughs> okay, put your hand flat. Okay, fill the door. Fill that right there? Mm-hmm. Okay. What does the door look like? It's red, and at the top, it's like there's lamb's blood, and there's the handle is like, has diamonds on it. Feel the anointing when he's talking? See, this is a different door, isn't it? This is very interesting. Okay, and there's a there's a key right here. Okay, open, take the key and open the door. Okay, now walk through the door. Oh, here you go. Okay, it's just okay. now look around in the spirit and tell me what you're seeing. There's all these names. Names. What names? Like people's names on these like big lists. Ask the Lord what these names are. What are these names, God? Hmm. They're people that are requested for the throne. Oh. Okay, can you repeat that again? There are people who are requested before the throne. Okay, so people who are requested before the throne. Oh. All the mouths of babes. Is there anything else the Lord wants to show you? There's the golden city above me. The golden city? Ask yeah. the Lord if you can go there. Can I go there? What's happening? There's this, like, it's, um, there's this huge door. Ask the Lord if you can go through the door. Can I go through the door? Go through the door, then. 
Where are you now? This like hallway. Ask the Lord where you're supposed to walk now. Where am I supposed to walk? such anointing coming on him. Oh my. Those waves of glory coming on him. What does he say? Follow me to the kingdom. Can the spirit just keep walking? See the names like on the crowns? It's like it says um it says African people um Asia and all these country people that and missionaries and the people that are requested to be in the kingdom of God. And I just want you to go and you just go and sit down here and stay there in that place until the Lord tells you to come back, okay? Okay, so let's go and find a place and sit down. Okay, you want to take your hand so you can feel the door. Oh, what's your name? Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this is really... This tankles. Can you feel the door? Yeah. Now tell me what it looks like to you. Well, it's kind of soft, and it's white, and it has, like, gold trimming, and it's, like, um, it's kind of rectangle. Okay. Then mm. let's see. Your key is right here, so take the key. Here's the key. And open the door. Okay, now open the left. That's right. Now walk through. Keep your eyes closed and stay in the spirit and tell me what you're seeing. Well, it feels like there's like no gravity and I'm kind of like floating. And it's it's like real bright and it's like blinding. And it's... Again, I can feel the anointing increasing on him as he's going up. What did he say to you, Luke? He said, um, 
I am taking you to the place where you will be for eternity. And where are you now? I'm at the gate of the city. Say, Lord, can I go in? Lord, can I go in? What's happening? Well, he opened the gate and he said yes. Say, Lord, where do you want to take me? Lord, where do you want to take me? taking you to the place that I am building for you. Okay. Okay, why don't you just stay, keep looking, and just go and sit down and finish. Okay. So you can fill the door. Right there. Now, do you feel the door? Okay. And what does the door look like to you? Looks like I'm touching the bottom of it, and it's higher than the sky. Okay. You have a huge key. This key goes all the way out here, so it's probably the same like the other side. Wow, who is he? Okay, ask Lord if you can take the key and open the door. How do you feel like going into the, the lock? You turn it. Oh, and open the door. Oh, this is oh, this is a huge door. Can I walk through it? Okay, you're on the threshold. Now you're through. Okay, you're going up really fast. Okay, tell us what you're seeing. giants all around me. Say, Lord, why are you showing me those? Why are you showing me those, Father? Hmm. What do you hear? Because that's your equal. anointing coming on you now. Just receive it. Oh! It's increasing. Anointing's increasing. You need to go over there. Just keep, he's in, 
Just keep your eyes closed and keep receiving that anointing. Did you feel the door? Yeah. Okay. Now, what does it look like? It's green. Okay. Okay, your key's right here. Take your key, open the door. Okay, open the door. So you're on the threshold. Okay. And you're through. Now tell us what you're seeing. What's happening. I see wings. people all around me. Say, Lord, who are these people? Lord, who are these people? What do they say to you? my army. Whoa. Say, Lord, why are you showing me the army? Lord, why are you showing me the army? What did he say? I'm going to teach them to fly. Oh, teach them to fly. What's your name? Sarah. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Just got to help you over there. Okay. This is Ben, or do you go by Benjamin? Benjamin. And I asked the Lord to show me who needed to come up here, and he showed me Ben, Benjamin. And Benjamin, what did you say to me just a minute ago? That on the way to church tonight, the Lord told me I was going to be up in the front. And I thought during praise and worship that was it. <laughs> but um, this is, must be it. <laughs> must be. <laughs> okay. So you can feel the door. Okay. Just more. Yeah, there it is. Now can you describe the door? It's a metal. Mm-hmm. It's silver and rectangular shape. Um, so very big. Okay. 
The keys, let's see. Keys right here on your shoulder. Left shoulder, take the key and open the door. Um. Feel that, okay? I'll open the door. Okay, you're not quite to the threshold yet. Keep going. You know, <laughs> sorry, of course you knew. <laughs> there you go. Now you're on the threshold. Oh, there you go. You're through. Okay, now tell us what you're seeing. You're going up. I feel you're going up light fast. A place that I've been before. Okay. It's um it's a fairly empty looking room. Um walls that are that are fairly tall. Mm-hmm. Um Ask Laura what this room is. Lord what what room am I in? It's a preparation room. What's other room? For um, in this particular room, um, mock fighting goes on. It's a oh. place of a preparation to get you ready for, for battle. a battle. For battle. Um, on the on this side over here, there's a, a double door. Um, okay, can you go through that door? No, not yet. Got the wage for you prepared? Um, yeah, that's like a graduation. Okay. All right, we well, can stay there. Watch us move over here. Tell me. Write it down, because I want to know. You ready to go through the door? Huh? Well, can you want to do that first? Okay. I'll turn over the pastors, and then we'll uh, have you go through the door. We want to take an offering for uh, Aslan's Place. That's uh, Paul's ministry, Paul and Donna. They actually have a... Uh, a training center. They take. Uh, they do interns. They uh, train people. People come from all over the world and come and go through deliverance. They go through a healing, healing of the heart, that type of stuff. Paul also travels to specific places that he feels like he's supposed to go, literally all over the world. And um, he's been here all week training people. Uh, we've had over 100 in our school of ministry this week, uh, training and discerning of spirits, discerning the battle breaking generational curses, that type of stuff, discerning those things. And uh, he's really worked hard, and I, I commend him to you. Uh, he's helped some people. Uh, we've had people say he told me stuff that nobody else knows, and no, you know, it, you know, stuff that I had just talked about this morning uh, with my spouse or something, you know, 
I want to get free of this, and then they go in there and, and uh, they've been able to help with that. And so, just I, I can't commend the ministry enough to you. I can't com- commend the, the products enough to you. I do believe that this is a time and a season in the church of Jesus Christ where the Lord would like to raise up a level of discernment in the body of Christ that more than matches what the enemy is trying to bring in deception. And uh, so that's why we bring him in about once a year, just to stir gifts, anointings, discerning of spirits, discerning of angels, discerning of spiritual things, and discerning of uh, what comes against us. And uh, so just by being around, you're going to feel your discernment going up all night. Angels have been rubbing my hair, and, and it's just, uh, just been great. Let me ask you to sow into uh, Paul's ministry. Let me ask you to sow into Aslan's place. What you're sowing into is freedom. You're sowing into the breaking of bondages. You're, you're sowing into a ministry that breaks generational curses and limitations and things that have been destroying generation after generation after generation, things that have been keeping uh, people down who have anointing, things that have been uh, attack, uh, things that have been uh, uh, people who have gifts and anointings and, and the enemy's been attacking those people and frustrating and disappointing and creating insanity and fear and disease. And uh, that's... That's what you're sowing into. You're sowing into that ministry of freedom. Then let's ask for freedom in return. Okay? Let's sow into freedom, spiritual freedom. You can't go wrong with that. If you're making out a check, make it out to Open Bible Fellowship, then we'll just release one check from Open Bible Fellowship to Aslan's place. Okay? Father, in Jesus' name, we sow into the kingdom of God. We sow into Aslan's place. We sow into spiritual freedom. Not the freedom that we can do anything we want to do, But, Lord, we can do anything you call us to do. Lord, that we would be so freed up in our hearts. We'd be so healed up. We would be so uh, childlike in our faith and free from the, the crunchings, the crunchings of generational curses. We'd be so freed up that we would be able to stand and respond to your call for our hearts in our generation. And that we would live a long life and we would fulfill the purposes of God in our generation. Lord, we sow into that freedom. We sow into that freedom to pick up a sword, to pick up a song, to pick up a, uh, to, uh, to pick up a, a knife, to pick up a hammer, to pick up anything of the spirit that needs to be picked up to build, to tear down, to destroy, to establish. Lord, you've anointed us to walk in this generation in spiritual freedom. And so, Lord, we sow into that. We sow into that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. My door is very small. Ask the Lord why. He says, because you got to go way down low. you got to go lower. <laughs> so I'll be going through my door on my knees, I think. This is Luke Kittinger. And um, he wants to tell his mom and dad something. Um, I saw Granddad, and he was eating and hunting and fishing, and he, like, lived in the mansion that was next to all of ours that God was building for us, and he was having a fun time, and he was healed.
we're going to have the uh, the youth go through first, children and youth. Uh, I, I had an experience um, several years ago that I want to see happen more and more. I had a, a young man come in. He was around 18. Uh, he came into a, to our home, and we were doing deliverance, and he really came there to cause trouble spiritually. He had he was a generational Mormon. He had become a Buddhist, had done astral travel, astral sex. He had been all sorts of really bad stuff, and he was spiritually in tune. And he came to try to stop me, and then when he couldn't, he stayed, and we started talking. And you, know, you start discussing theology, which gets you absolutely nowhere most of the time. And finally, I said, well, can I do something? And he, and he said, well, sure. And I said, well, are you sure? And, and he said, well, yeah, go ahead and do it. So I said, anger, come forth. And his eyes rolled back in his head, and he started you know, going like this, carrying on. And I said, Jeremy, come to the front. So he, he said, well, what was that? He said, that's who's controlling you. I said, well, what do I do? I said, you need to accept Jesus. He said, okay. <laughs> now, the story gets worse and then gets better. Um, he ended up marrying a good friend of ours. They got a divorce. He moved to Salt Lake, and I thought, oh, Lord, what was that all about? And I was in Salt Lake City doing a seminar, and a man came up to me, and he said, Jeremy says hi. I said, what? He said, yes, I've been discipling Jeremy. He's just been growing like a weed as a Christian. And he's now moved to Colorado Springs, where everybody else seems to be moving. And uh, he feels like God's going to call him to full-time Christian ministry, and he's doing great. This is, this is a lesson. This is what we were just talking about. Our kids need an experience with God. And that's, that's why I like this. You see what happens when this happens? Now they want to go to the book and find out what the book has to say about the God they've seen, about the place they've seen. You see, it's, it's a Jewish way of education. It's inductive education. You have the experience, then you want to understand more, and so then, then you have a hunger for the Word rather than us beating the Word into them. Because you see, they're, they're, we are really born naturally curious. I see this all over the place. And maybe this will be the first generation where we as adults do not drive out spirituality from our children. Wouldn't that be exciting? You see how what's happening to them? They're gonna, we're going to have to run to keep up with this. But they're going to need us to make sure that we keep them biblical too, right? Understand that? So, that's why I want the kids to go through first. And so... I get to leave tomorrow, and but don't blame them because it's my decision. Okay? Can we have some worship? And uh, I need to tell you, this is this is so fun. We were in Chicago with with Joanne McFadder and Kevin Prosh, which is which is a wild group. And uh, they did not know what they were going to do. They started singing about the doors, and started prophesying about the doors, going through the doors. It was so amazing. I was I was shocked as they prophetically started singing about this. God has confirmed this over and over again. Now, some of you will have a strong reaction to the doors, so we need to have people that can, We don't need the entire prayer team, but just someone that can help in case they need to be carried through. The last time I went through, I went flat on my back. They had to carry me through feet first. So I don't know what that was all about. Some of you are going to go, I don't get this at all. And that, that's all right. Be who you are, okay? Is that all right? 
And then uh, pastors is then the service concluded as yep. And the kids need to get gotten in ten minutes. Okay, let's go into his presence. And we're we're kids, junior hires, senior hires this way first. And then if you want to go through, you're welcome to after that. Did you hear him? Feel the door. Get the key. Okay. We'll just be worshiping and having a good time. God bless you. We love you. See you Wednesday night. Sign up for School of Ministry if you want to come.